Welcome into the Abyss with Sean Gilmore and his co-host, John Ward. Open your mind, both of your ears, and all three of your eyes while we discuss all things supernatural with our weekly special guests. We believe that we all learn from each other and we all have a lot to learn. What will you learn today? Here are your hosts, Sean and John. All right, everybody, here we are, Into the Abyss. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. My name is Sean Gilmore, and I am your host, and my co-host, John Ward. How's it going, brother? <laughs> it's going good, Sean. I'm, I'm glad to be on, and uh, we're going to have one final ride tonight together, and then you're going to continue this show on, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to do big and amazing things. But we have an awesome, awesome guest tonight who we, we actually got to talk to a little bit when we had Jack Kenna on as a guest. I don't know if you want to introduce her right this second, but we have some awesome stories that I know all of our guests and listeners are just going to be dying to hear. So, Oh, definitely. Well, actually, I think we need to touch a little bit more about this. Um, and, and I, Carly, I, I hope that this is okay. But, John, that that intro was hard for me because... This is the last time I'm going to say your name. You're, this is your last time coming on the show. You have this huge project that you're working on. And yep, uh, yep. you're, you're going to go and focus. And uh, you're going to bring your talents over to uh, Dead Republic. Yeah. <laughs> See what yeah, I did there? So, I'm a LeBron no, fan, it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. And, uh, yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, me and me and Sean, we had a discussion today. It wasn't something that's been planned for a while or anything, but we talked today, and um, he he, he kind of brought up the fact that you know he felt like my focus wasn't in on the show anymore, which which was true, um, and it's not fair to Sean. Um, he needs he needs support on the show, and I wasn't giving him as much as he needed, and uh, you know, just looking at things when I when I do projects, I, I want to go into it you know, full go and I want to give it my all and I just haven't been able to do that for this show. Um, but it's something that I hold near to my heart because Sean and I built this from the ground up. Uh, we were the pilot show for the RU Media Network. We've, we've done a lot together on the show. It's been almost a year. Um, but with this new project that I'm doing where we're going to be filming documentaries, there's just so much planning and so much work that goes into it and a lot of stress and sleepless nights that I'm sure Sean's very well aware of from his days with Acto. Um, so it's just it's um, not fair. To, I, I'm sorry. I love you, man, but it's ectovision. Ecto. <laughs> We're not talking about ectoplasm or ecto. It's ectovision paranormal. Sorry, <laughs> ectovision paranormal. But no, um, he, you know, all jokes aside, Sean Sean knows what I'm talking about from his days with with them, and um, it's a lot. And and Sean deserves better. And Sean does a great job, honestly. When there's days where I have off nights and I'm not talking much, he does a really solid job hosting it by himself. And I told him that he'll, he'll be fine by himself and into the abyss is going to continue to grow. And Sean's going to do great things moving forward. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, man, I, I understand when from all the hard work put in when I was on Ectovision, I couldn't have done a podcast and worked on Ectovision that, that I, there's no way I would have had time. So I understand we're going to have you and your new team on once that new, the first uh, episode comes out. And uh, and we're just going to fully support you, man. We're going to watch your wild ride. Um, 
and uh, as you watch our show grow, because guys, I have some big plans for this show too. So, and we have some awesome guests, guys. The week of Halloween, I have Daniel Class coming on, and um, have some other awesome, awesome guests um, coming up for the Halloween month. So, guys, make sure to tune in. And without further ado, though, this is the most talking I think we've done before a guest, but for good reason, because we're saying goodbye to John. And then we're going to say goodbye to John one more time at the end of the show, so be ready for that, guys. But we don't want to keep Carly waiting, and we don't want to keep you guys waiting for Carly. Guys, our special guest tonight. She was on before. She was. I was messaged many times to have her on again. Um, so we can hear more of her story and we can focus on her. This is Carly Hall, guys. She was on Paranormal Survivor, um, this season, uh, season five, and she is a psychic, a paranormal investigator, and has one of the most amazing stories I have ever heard working in this field. How is it going, Carly? Absolutely wonderful. How did you like that intro? Did I do good? That, that was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm so honored to be on John's last show on this. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Yes. It is going to be awesome. And guys, if I'm out of it more than usual, I do apologize. Uh, I'm actually kind of out of sorts today um, because I just got like literally like the last hour I was working my day job. Like my stomach did this thing and uh, it was not pretty. <laughs> oh, I hate it when stomach do things like that. I know. It That's been pretty. going around, though. And it's lingering. And, like, it's, like, I'm congested, too, on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, oh, it's, yes. like, it's just, like, this crappy thing. It, it literally crappy. And, um, <laughs> and I think that more than, I said this on the live feed on Facebook, I think that more came out the last time I went to the bathroom than just uh, feces. So I think some of my brain went ah. as mush, and I think the rest of my brain is still mush tonight, and we're going to do the best we can. And that's why I'm glad that John is here tonight. And, man, that's one thing I'm going to miss about you, man. Like, when I can't think of a word, it's like, John's there to save the day. Now I'm just yes. going to have to, like, <laughs> laugh at myself. and be like, crap, I can't think of it. Oh, well. And, well, I'm just going to bullshit until I can Google it or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> You'll have wow. to text him. <laughs> text him. <laughs> John, you listen to the show, man. <laughs> Help you. <laughs> yeah, that happened the last show um, with Jack Henna that I was on. We ended up trying to get to John because we couldn't think of a name of a movie or something. Right. I remember. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and the, wasn't it The Sixth Sense or something? Yes, like, it like was. Everybody knows. He, yeah. He even remembers <laughs> the name of the movie that we were in. Oh. I've got a mind like a steel trap. Yes. So, I didn't post the the uh, the link. Oh, see, my brain's mush. So, as I'm posting the link, Carly, can you kind of just tell us about yourself? Like, what got you into the paranormal, and um, and kind of yeah. How how'd you get into the paranormal? Well, at what point did you realize you were a psychic? And then we're, we're just going to go from there, because I know that that's a wild ride right there. Yes. So, um, I have been involved in the paranormal ever since I was a very little girl. Um, I actually, actually um, pretty recently uh, found out that I was a psychic medium. Um, 
I always knew that it, my abilities weren't normal and not everybody, you know, could understand what, what I was going through, um, which actually led me to keeping my whole story a complete secret until recently. Um, but I didn't know that there was actually, like, a, a term, like, psychic medium to it. Um, actually, when I, when I was a very, very little girl, a good majority of my friends were spirits. Um, some of my closest friends were. Um, one in particular was this little girl named um, Wanda, and she actually taught me how to braid my hair when I was younger. So I, we were, I was very, very close with spirits at a very young age. That's yes. Really cool. Yeah. That's crazy. A spirit taught you how to braid your hair. Your hair. Yes. Yes. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. She would come in um, in the middle of the night, um, kind of wake me up, and we would play. We would even play during the daytime, like on the weekends, if I would just stay in my room and play. Um, kind of just have conversations and talk, you know. She was like my best friend. She's still still around sometimes, you know. She comes was, back and forth. I was just going to ask, does she still come around? That's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, I think the last time that I saw her, actually, I'm, I'm so busy, so sometimes when something happens and I know she's been around, I, I don't normally catch it. But the last time that I did actually notice she was around me was in my old apartment. I was taking a nap on a couch after doing some evidence review uh, from the Hinsdale House investigation, and... I put the blanket over my head, but, like, just enough cracked open to breathe, and I heard footsteps coming down the stairs that sounded like a little kid, and I could tell just from sensing that it was her. I'm thinking, like, please don't wake me up, because that's what she does whenever I take a nap or whenever I go to sleep. That's when she comes. Um, And so I saw her actually come up to the couch, stand there, and I could tell she was probably thinking, like, trying to wake me up but i'm pretty sure she saw that i was super busy i had like highlighters and my notebooks were everywhere my laptop was like on the floor and i'm sure she's like i'm not gonna bother her (laughs) um and then she just kind of ran away and disappeared so (laughs) that was the last time i really heard of her she usually comes in my dreams now um she likes to take jewelry (laughs) and hide it from me so that's how i know she's been around Wow. When I find jewelry in random places and stuff. See, That's crazy. See, what's crazy is, like, I, I could totally relate, like, but not, like, I'm not a psychic, but I'm an empath. And yes. I had no clue what an empath was. I had no clue that I was an empath. I had no clue what these experiences I was having my entire life meant and why I was having them. Yeah. And then I learned I was an empath. And now I'm learning that it's a little bit more than that. I mean, I would, I would, um, here... Here's a story I don't share too, share too often. I've shared it with a couple people. So once when uh, I, I would go to overnight camp and uh, I, I would go for a majority of the summer. It's like four weeks long. And back then I was brought up in a Jewish family and this was a, a, a Jewish overnight camp. And so the 4th of July was on Friday. And um, anyone that understands the Jewish faith... On Fridays, um, that's the Sabbath. And so, since it was on the Sabbath, we weren't allowed to go see fireworks or do anything pertaining to the 4th of July. Which, kind of like as a kid, is like a bummer, right? So, instead, they have us do like this meditating thing. And so, we're like meditating. And as we're doing this meditating thing, I get this feeling of just like something's wrong at home. 
Something mm. is wrong at home. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong at home. And I got like really upset and I didn't know what this feeling was. And so, but I wasn't homesick, but I told a counselor kind of like what was going on. And he's there like, oh, you're just homesick. You're fine. I'm like, I'm not homesick. I don't want to go home. I'm having fun, but there's something wrong at home. I want to call home. And they wouldn't let me do it. Strict rules, which I make makes sense, right? Because we're there yeah. for a long time and they don't want to make the homesickness worse. And so anyways, they have me go and they have me sit on the side of this hill and I'm, I'm all by myself at night and I'm just like trying to figure out this feeling and, uh, it just passed. I don't mm-hmm. I, I like it. And so I went and I, I finished the, the meditation thing that they were doing, whatever went on, enjoyed the rest of my summer camp experience and then my mom came and picked me up driving my great grandmother's car. I was like, Oh, um, it hit me right there. It's like, that's mm-hmm. what that was. Great grandma died. And now that she had no history at this point, I mean, she was older, right? But she, I didn't know of any sicknesses or anything like that. I, there's no reason for this to pop in my head. I'm a kid. Didn't ex- have a lot of experience with death before. And it just like hit me. And so I'm sitting in the backseat of the car, just like dumbfounded, like, holy crap. And then my mom took me into her bedroom and I kind of finished her sentence for her. And I was like, oh, like I kind of knew. And she kind of looked at me. She wasn't really that surprised, though. And I, it was just like really weird. So my great-grandmother ended up passing away. She was completely alone. She was at her kitchen table the evening of the 4th of July. Hmm. Wow. So, right. And I was away at summer camp and somehow I knew it. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So, and that's not the only time I've had experiences like that, but um, I, I had experience. I had no clue what that meant. Like, I, I just thought, I don't know. No one ever gave yeah, me and anything. And then I also had uh, experiences when I was younger in my in the old condo, which is in Mike Ricksecker's book. Um, why can't I think of John? What's the name of the book? Encounters with the paranormal. Thank you. See, what am I going to do without you? Damn it. <laughs> like, keep like post-it notes. Like my, my home computer is going to look like my work computer with post notes everywhere. Cause I can't think of anything. It's also in volume four, Sean. Yes. It's volume four of, um, encounters with the paranormal. And uh, um, John has a story in it too. But spirits would take shit from me. It was always my favorite stuff. But I think that they did to spite me. It wasn't like something fun, like your spirit. So I don't know. I just want to say I could like relate. It turned into a really long story, but it's like it's crazy how you go through these experiences through your life, not knowing what it is. Yeah. And then one yeah. day, it's just someone shows you the light you're like holy crap it all makes sense yes and it's so fulfilling when you finally get the answers it's and then you find people that you are comfortable to talk about it with and then you learn even more it's like it it, it makes you feel so whole like it's like finding a a whole separate section of yourself it really is and you know before that you know i would go and you know i would drink quite a bit and and party quite a bit. And then once I started my spiritual path, now I, 
I like I buy a six pack of beer and it lasts. It sits in my fridge. I'll have one beer. I'll buy a six pack of beer for one beer, and then the rest of them will sit in my fridge for six months. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so it's it's really. I don't know. It really did. It it lifted something from me, knowing yes. and understanding that part, and I wasn't running from it anymore. Yes, absolutely. And then, very sadly, you do have the other side where people, you know, they are overwhelmed by their senses and their abilities, and they turn to, you know, alcohol and drugs. And um, actually, that happened with my family. My birth mother was a drug addict and a alcohol alcoholic. Um, most likely probably due to her abilities uh, being so overwhelming. But which is why I want to help people. I want to talk to people and be able to help them, you know, find peace with their abilities and be able to learn how to shut it off at will. Because that's very, very hard to do, to learn. Right. It, right. really is. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm still working on it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am yes. I. And actually, I've, I'm learning that, like, not only am I... And I've... It's so weird, like... I I don't hear spirit. I don't see spirit often, but I can feel a message. Like, how do you mm-hmm. feel a word? How do you describe that? You really can't, but you feel a message. The best way that I, I probably have described it to someone is it's like you're putting them yourself in their shoes. In a way, you're thinking their thought or you're feeling their feeling. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I you did. are them for a split second. Yes. And you feel it. You, like yes. Like, you're, like, emotionally. Yes. Yeah. But that, that was the best way I could probably describe it. I like you can't really describe it, but you have to experience it in order to... To really... Right. To really... It's, yeah. It's true. So, I want to hear, and I know everyone else, they, we want to hear about... Like your story. I watched your episode on yes. Paranormal Survivor and that's some wicked shit. Like Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. Like I, I grew up with some crazy, terrifying things happen. Um again, in the encounters of the paranormal, a lot of my experiences are there. I wanna hear more about that. I wanna understand more about that. I wanna hear so that's let's kinda start there. Like like you, sure. you're a young teenager, right? And and you have like this negative entity. Two, I had two, two negative entities um, who ended up actually being two demonic attachments. Uh, I didn't know they were demonic until um, I had spoken with um, Jack and the spirits of New England team when I described them. They were like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, that that's it. They just want to torment you and lead you to destruction. That's it. You know, they want to ruin you. That's their job. Uh, which made so much more sense after I learned that. So yes, I had two um, really evil entities uh, come to me when I was 13 years old. And it wasn't resolved until last year. And I am 22 now, so that lasted almost eight years. Just a little over eight years. So I'm finally feeling the relief of all of that. Um, yeah. Again, relating to you, with my experiences and negative energy that 
attachments that I had, mine didn't go away until I was pretty much almost, I think I was like 20, 28, 29. Wow. I didn't realize that it was still there until it started messing with my kids. Again, it's mm. in the book. <laughs> so, but still, it's it's crazy. And when you don't understand what it is, then all of a sudden it all makes sense. Yes. Sorry. Yes, so, absolutely. So continue. Sorry. Yes. No, no, you're fine. Um, so following the episode, uh, which was crazy, it was 15 minutes that covered eight years. It was really not even the tip of the iceberg, but they did a wonderful job with it. I was very happy with it. Uh, when I was 13 years old, um, it started out with a dream. I was at my local Sunday school. Uh, in my Sunday school building right outside the church. And my Wanda, my uh, spirit best friend, she was like a guide. Uh, she came into the room and she looked really concerned. And she said, your grandfather's outside. He needs to speak with you. And my grandfather had actually just recently passed a few months prior. So I was really happy that I got to see him. I wish it was under better circumstances, but... Still, I was glad to see that he was okay, and he made it through to the the other side okay. So I go outside, and I give him a big hug, and he's he looks very concerned. And he said, I really, really need to talk to you. You're in a lot of danger. I was like, oh. He said, um, there are really bad things after you, and you need to use your abilities. And I'm like, at that point, I'm 13 years old. I'm like, what abilities? What are you talking about? Like, I have no idea. I, I had no clue. I was so confused. And he just turned me around. And um, this is what I absolutely loved about the episode, is that they got my attachments to a T. The only thing that was different was that they weren't zombies. They didn't act like zombies. They were, I, Which actually probably would make it more terrifying, because they were very intelligent. Um, and they, uh, they were like, they looked like Holocaust victims you know they were very skinny skeletal barely any skin to them uh they had tattered like farmer's clothing and they just stood there and smiled like with those big huge mouthy grins it's like oh it was very disturbing and i he told me i you need to wake up you know they're, they're going to hurt you you need to wake up and when i woke up um i felt a choking pressure on my neck and i no, it wasn't sleep paralysis because I was flailing in my bed. Um, I was actually trying to physically get away. And I looked and I saw one of them at the end of my bed and the other one in the doorway of my room. And uh, they were scratching me. Uh, I was getting bruises. And um, I don't really know how long it was, but they did eventually let go. Uh, I rolled out of bed and I was just in shock because I'm like what the heck just happened you know um I pretty much it was I ran downstairs to tell my mom because it was morning time and I don't even know if she believed me she she told me I hurt myself in my sleep it was just a bad dream uh I pretty much went downhill from there um it started the activity started out as like scratching on the walls and kind of random bangs and knocks. And um, then it turned into really bad nightmares where they would chase me. Um, 
And then it would turn into waking up with scratches and waking up with bruises. And then it would turn into when I was awake, I would see them. They would just stand there smiling and laughing at me. They would push me. They would scratch me when I was awake. And then, this is like within a year and a half. Um, I'm just quickly going through it. They actually managed to, when I was dreaming, I called it the hunting grounds. Um, I would be in a place, it was a very run-down town uh, with broken-down houses. Um, It looked abandoned, but there were other people there. They didn't really, they didn't talk at all. They would barely even look at me, but you could tell that they were spirits. Um, And then you would see these things in their actual real form, and it was terrifying. Like, they were literally monsters. Um, I wouldn't be able to wake up until I found a portal or a doorway out of this place. Um, And whatever injuries I sustained there, I woke up with, which was even more terrifying. Um, And... They sent me there pretty often towards the last year and a half. Um, I started daydreaming during the day, too, with these weird visions from them about, like, family members dying and stuff. And I would think that they would actually happen, but they uh, they didn't, thank God. Um, so a year and a half into it, I decided, you know, my high school life was really bad. I, I barely had any friends. My home life was just as worse. Um, I, there was no positivity, there was no light, I had nothing positive to look forward to, and I'm like, you know what, I'm done, this is it, I can't take it anymore, you know, like, I just, I completely gave up, and so I set a date, uh, to end it, and about a week, maybe a little bit more than a week, um, I had another vivid dream, where this guy, uh, came to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he just said, it's going to be okay. Now, the only, the difference between this dream and the other vivid dreams was that this one, all the lights were on, which was, for me, was a sense of security and safety because my attachments would always turn off the lights and make sure I was in a dark place. Um, and um, it took a little bit for me to believe this guy in the long run it took a few months but once I did actually start believing that he was there to help me the activity did die down um he taught me Reiki he taught me how to hone my psychic abilities how to strengthen them he taught me how to shield myself how to push these things back um how to find portals and and my waking moments like throughout my house and showed me how to close them um And he was with me for seven years, up my butt, you know. He dealt with the nasty teenage emotions, you know. Uh, He, it was, it was amazing. And the last time that I talked to him was, I was on my way to the Oliver House investigation. And he said, you know, you're going to have a good time. He would always be in the car, like the passenger side of the car with me. Um, He was like, you're going to be okay, you're going to have fun. He said, you know, I'll see you later, talk to you later, you know, don't, don't be afraid, and just make sure you stay confident, and, you know, just, you're gonna be okay, so, okay, 
on my ride back from the Oliver house, uh, he didn't come back. And he hasn't come back since. Hmm. So, um, what I believe has happened is since I'm with Jack and the paranormal team, you know, I'm, I'm okay now. You know, they, those things aren't around when Jack's around, thank God. Um, <laughs> so, which was amazing because it gave me a time to actually talk about it without feeling like I was going to get hurt. Um, I can actually tell you when I, the first time I ev- had ever talked about it uh, was at the Hinsdale house. And I told them the premise of what had been going on, and they told me what they think they were. When I got back to my apartment that night, um, I went downstairs in the middle of the night. It was midnight because my ex's car started on its own twice, and the keys were downstairs. And then so I go back upstairs. I hear clanging in the kitchen. I go back downstairs, check it out. There's I hear movement in the kitchen, and then... The couches move on their own, and the salt off my windows gets thrown across the apartment. I'm like, oh, no. And I could see them in the kitchen. They were mad. They were not happy at all. And I pretty much, him and I, we he witnessed it. He was terrified. Uh, we hung out upstairs in the bedroom, salted the doorway, uh, and we prayed that whole night. We didn't sleep at all. Um Yes. So that it was it was very 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 terrifying experience. Uh it definitely tested me a lot. Um I would never wish that upon my worst enemy. And I I, I actually I can't believe that I I made it out. I really honestly can't. I wouldn't have without without help, you know. And I feel right. horrible for people who are going through these. That's why I'm telling my story. I want people to know that they're not alone because I went through that time thinking I was alone. You know, people aren't alone. You're not crazy. You know, you do experience this stuff. And, you know, there are people out there who can help you. And, and you know what? That is why I got into the paranormal as well. Because you do. You feel like you're alone. Um, yes. When, for me, uh, the shows were just... When I decided I wanted to get into the paranormal, it's when the shows were just starting to get big. Um, paranormal State... Um, actually was still on and I started my spiritual path around that time. So that, that was a while back. Um, but that's what got me wanting to do it. It's like, oh my gosh, you, you can help people. Yes. And, Absolutely. And so that's, that's why I did it. And, um, <clears throat> uh, with Ectovision, we, we, uh, we were able to go into some people's homes and, but you know what, when you have a big production like that, it, you don't you're not able to focus on helping people as much. So that's where my new team comes in now. So um, we're able to focus on our clients and we don't have to worry about the production. So it's been working out really well for us. So that's awesome. It's just a blessing to be able to help people. Um, I honestly haven't not our new team hasn't been to a, a home that has had experiences that were close to mine yet but um i i honestly that's probably a good thing you don't really want to hope for those things right mm-hmm. so, because it's i guess that i don't know but uh it's it's letting the newer people on my team kind of ease their way in a little bit more so it's probably a good thing 
but it's it's such a blessing when you do get to help somebody and you said the light and you give them that aha moment mm-hmm. now with you you have this spirit guide really he's a spirit guide and he came to you and and he taught you these things um, yes that to me is absolutely amazing yeah um, you are so blessed to have had that there's i i don't know how you know how often something like that happens with psychics or anything like that very uh, that, rare it, it seems like yeah. something that would be extremely rare yes uh, so you what what you went through is is amazing amazing it's so, insane and then then you turned out right in the last show you had mentioned that the guy turned out to believe you believe is Jack Kenna at a different stage yes. of life? Yes, so that that's very interesting because I had described the guy to Jack when we were going over uh, my case, and he was like, okay, so that's a little bit odd because the guy, he, he didn't tell me, but he was like, yeah, that guy looks exactly like me when I was in my 30s. And he actually did bring me a picture of a guy. He didn't tell me who it was. It's just a random picture of a guy in his 30s, and it looked exactly like him, except he has a goatee. <laughs> and I'm that's like, crazy. yeah, that's him. He's like, that's me <laughs> in my 30s. I was like, oh, my gosh. And you know, you know what they say is people on the other side, when they pass, they all look like they're in their 30s. You know, a good majority of them, which is crazy. But, yeah, I guess that would be true in that sense. According, Well, with Jack's. Jack's case, it would be. He's sitting right next to me anyway. So. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but tell yes. him we say hi. <laughs> they say hi. Someone say hi. He says hi. <laughs> <laughs> so so you and Jack are have become uh, pretty close friends then. Yes. Yes, That's we awesome. are very, very close. Yep. That's awesome. That's yep. Awesome yes, that's have. very good. Yep. Absolutely. So he's definitely helped me a lot too with teaching teaching me about my psychic abilities and paranormal investigating and how to do client work. Because client work can be tricky, but um, I'm very very happy and very blessed to have him there to lead the way. For sure. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Now, I, I want to go back to one thing real quick, because we were talking about this earlier. Um, the little girl or spirit that you had known when you were a child. Yes. Um, when you brought that up, did you ever bring it up to your parents? And if so, what, what did they have to say about it when you were a kid? Yes. So, actually, I ended up writing letters to her um, during the daytime that my mom had actually, I don't remember writing the letters, but she did have them. They were just random letters like, hey, Wanda, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you visit me tonight and we can play. You know, she did actually end up having to come into my room at one point in the night because I was up so many times in the night that I was absolutely exhausted. And she had to be like, okay, here's some ground rules, Wanda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't come in. You know, she, we did have to set some ground rules, which is when she actually started coming over in the daytime. So, um they did know about it, absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure at first uh, they thought she was an imaginary friend until I started giving them information 
like very very in-depth information of like when she died um what she looked like and um i think when i learned how to braid my hair because my mom never taught me how to braid my hair when i learned how and i my friends never did she's like how i just came downstairs hey i just learned how to braid my hair like you can't just teach yourself how to braid you know as, as a little kid you can't really teach yourself how to braid your hair um i mean i guess you can but yeah, so I think that's when she decided, you know, there's a little bit more to this than just an imaginary friend. Right, right. Well, that's really cool, though. And, I, and a lot of parents do kind of go to the whole imaginary friend thing, um, and it's unfortunate. And, and that's something that happened to me and made me close my eyes to it for a long time. But mm-hmm. um, I do have a second part to that question, because I was actually really intrigued by that first story as well. I mean, all your stories are great, but... Thank you. Um, <clears throat> with... You said she still visits you. Is she cognizant to the fact that you're growing up? I mean, it may sound like a silly question, but I've never really dealt with one that's, you know, followed someone for their whole life and, and that kind of stuff. So is she, is she cognizant that you're a grown-up now? Or Yeah, she is. She likes watching me grow up because I she died at a young age, so she likes to see what it's like. You know, it's kind of like she's... She's uh, vicariously through you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, in a literal yes. sense. And she has told me that. Like, once I reached past her age, she was like, oh, this is so cool, because now can she she can see what she... She's not jealous of it, but she can see what she could have, you know, witnessed or experienced. But she's still experiencing it, technically, so... Awesome. You know, it, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's very cool. Gets, that's cool, though. She gets to kind of see it from another perspective you, you think of yeah. life and you uh, think about all the the hard times and the good times that's that's pretty that's a pretty neat thought yeah absolutely so cool. definitely definitely really cool and um actually i told you that i wanted to kind of go over this theory that a friend of mine sent me and you know what yes. I, I realized that i forgot to ask him for permission to do it but I, he's a really nice guy um so i'm just gonna try and like describe it instead of reading it because sure because uh, i didn't get the permission to read it um and and john i know you read it too so uh anything that you can add to it um i know it's probably been about a week or so since you've read it but still right um so basically um his theory that he sent to us has a lot to do with time okay Um, okay and how spirits might travel through time and Hmm. with the theory of time that which he got pretty well in depth about um he said that pretty much it's not if we are spiritual beings which we are right Mm -hmm. and if spirits can travel through time then it wouldn't be you know impossible or too surprising that jack's spiritual self could travel through time to help you yes yes absolutely and it would make sense because they wouldn't be able to to be in the same place at the same time. So whenever I went on an investigation with Jack, he would be gone. 
And he would come back when I was within a distance, probably away. I, I don't know how far we were away we were when we were driving away from the investigation sites, but yeah, that would absolutely make sense. So it's just a really neat theory. I really wish that um, I got permission to do it. Um, it's just been so crazy and hectic lately. I forgot to do that, and it hit me. I'm glad it hit me before I read it, and um, I would just hate for um, I would just hate for anyone to be mad at me. But but the the gentleman was Joe Dutt. He was on our show last year. He's another paranormal investigator. Um, He is just he oh he he's he's a very smart guy. So um, and I I wish that I could explain things the way that he does. I I can kind of put these things into thought, but putting it and explaining it the way that he does um it is is really cool so but so the the idea of time though in the spirits traveling through time and the idea of us spiritually traveling through time without even realizing it because i mean think about how much we don't know yeah i mean you guys have obviously have a spiritual uh, connection Mm -hmm. and so that wouldn't be surprising no, and you know the timeline actually really adds up because the about the time that the attachments showed up or actually presented themselves and the time when Jack actually got planted into the paranormal field was very very close. Um and with the time that my guide showed up. So I think it would all have to do with um the path that you take in life as well. Like that has to Right be put into the equation as well definitely definitely but yeah yes it is there is a lot that we don't know and i can't wait to learn more because you always <laughs> learn something new every day especially in the paranormal field so oh, yeah. definitely and yes. especially as a psychic i'm sure and especially one with the abilities that you have i mean that's to me is i'm still trying to wrap my brain about your with your experiences and, and how you have an actual spirit guide came and and taught you how to shield and ground. I had to find other psychics and other like-minded people. Honestly, I learned a lot of things that just from my own research and through going, I found this, um, this Facebook group and I found a woman and uh, she helped me out a lot. And uh, people in that group helped me out a lot and it was i was very lucky to have found them and that's uh, awesome yeah and they actually helped me a lot when i had my back surgery so it's like but it you need to have that when you have these these gifts you need to be able to shield you need to be able to ground and you need to know what what it is because especially when you're empathic yes there's there's been times because of the feelings that i've gotten um throughout my life like my dad passed away a couple years back and um i i we knew it was coming and um but i literally called him minutes before he passed away and I got to say some last months. He lived in San Diego, California, and I'm in Ohio, so I couldn't be there. But yeah. I 
<laughs> somehow I managed to call him right literally he passed away when I was on the phone with him oh um, well. so it's like how do you describe things like this and then there's times when you'll be at work and then you just get this feeling of dread this feeling of horrible like someone just died right yeah mm-hmm. and and you feel it like it's yours yeah you feel it so deeply can... like who just died and now i'm going back and i'm thinking about all these other experiences that i've had like holy crap there's something wrong with one someone in my family so i'm calling everyone in my family and everyone's okay and i'm just like holy crap what the hell's going on why am i feeling this yeah i'm an empath someone else at my work mm-hmm. lost a family member and i felt their emotions and it I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Until you realize that and until you're able to shield and protect yourself, that's what it is. And you have to be able to recognize what's yours and what's not yours. It's such a path. And then not have someone to help you out. And you had a spirit, you had a spirit guide teach you that. Yes. Yeah. I'm very, very blessed. You're here for a special reason. There's something very special about you. There's a reason why that spirit came to you and did that for you. And Thank I you. can't wait to find out what it is. That's, that's, I mean, it might, who knows? I may never find out, but there's something. I'm telling you, there's something. Cause that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. And that's awesome. It's been a fight, man. <laughs> it really has mm-hmm. been a fight. Oh, but yeah. um, I'm now that I'm on the other side of it. I would go through it a thousand times to be where I am today. You know, it's definitely is worth it. And the more, the more you go through and the more, this is what was something that my guide did tell me. He said, you know, I know things are very hard right now, but when you come to the other side of it, you are going to have scars to show. And those scars you're going to be proud of and you should be proud of because it will show people that you can do what you do. You know, and you'll you'll be able to help people who are developing those same scars. You know, so that now coming on to the other side of it, I'm like, wow, he really was right. You know, being a teenager, I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, but now I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, he really was right. Um, I have so much more respect for my experience and everything that he had taught me. Absolutely. You know. Right and I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait for the journey that's ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I I've had some pretty wicked visions and some pretty wicked dreams too. So I just couldn't Oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could wrap my head around that. Like that happened to me, your experiences because I have trouble still when I see spirit, it still freaks me out. And I've been trying to work on that. And, and that's that's something that I'm going to be working on as part of my spiritual journey is when I see spirit, it freaks me out. Like if I'm like sleeping, like there's times when I'll get like a vision, like just in that stage when I'm just about to fall asleep, mm-hmm. I'll get these visions. At that time, it doesn't freak me out. But... If I'm on an investigation, I I see a spirit or a face or something, it freaks me out. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I'm a paranormal investigator, but as soon as I see the spirit, I'm asking it to show itself to me. And then it does. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what just happened? (laughs) I'm like fucking Zach Baggins, demons. Oh, my God. It's like crazy, (laughs) right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why does it startle me so much when I actually see it? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to work on. 
Yes, and and even it is scary though, because you know it's not normal. It's paranormal. You know, it's not you know, an everyday thing. You know, you have to be jaded by it. That's from my beginning. I got scared from when my walls would scratch or when I would get scratched. I would be terrified. But then once I got used to it, then they would change their tactic. You know, they would. Uh, one one thing that really freaked me out is when I was sleeping, I would cover my head with my covers. And um, they actually ended up, one of them, coming underside my blankets and shooting up right towards my face. And so then I was like, do I sleep with my head under the covers? Do I sleep with my head out of the covers? Like, because they would pull my hair. It's like they they change their tactics to make sure that you are constantly scared, you know. So it, it takes a lot to get used to that, though, you know. Especially if, if you don't see it all the time, you know. It, it it is very scary. You know you know what I did? I what? slept I always had my bed in the corner of the room and I I would sleep close to the wall looking at the corner at the wall. Yes. That was the only sense of security. Yeah. Like having your back to the open side. I don't like what's weird though, if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm anywhere else, I don't want my back towards anybody i want to see what's going on Mm -hmm. but when i when i went to sleep that's i didn't want to see what was behind me yes but yeah i would always feel like there was something like hovering over me Mm -hmm. watching me oh yeah there's times i i did see a shadow man uh, a couple times um so but that's what i would do and even if i slept on the couch i would sleep facing the the back of the couch so i couldn't see it i because i felt it there (laughs) That was enough. Mm-hmm. And hiding yeah. blankets didn't help. No, no, it doesn't. Um, which d- goes into uh, shielding, because then you make that energetic barrier around yourself. You set the boundaries so that you don't feel it as strongly, and you can know that they can't reach you. Um, that's right. really the only relief from that, which I'm glad that I was taught that. But not a lot of people know that, you know. That's like one of the steps towards paranormal investigating is learning how to shield, ground and shield yourself. Because you don't want to go into a place and come back with an attachment. You want to set those boundaries. That is 100% true. And, yes. Um, and actually, before I started investigating, my family wasn't very religious. I never even had a bar mitzvah. And hmm. I felt the need to find a way to protect myself. Uh, before I started getting into the paranormal and I started doing research and I was learning about um, all the St. Michael and all the other saints and the angels um, and Catholicism and uh, my wife guess what? was Catholic so it, it was a pretty easy choice to do that and uh, um, also to do it for my kids to make it I don't know um to kind of make that a little bit less confusing for them. Um, we still go to my parents' house and do some of the Jewish high holidays and stuff. But um, the I needed that protection. I wasn't finding the answers I was looking for in Judaism. And um, they didn't want to talk about it. And so I went and found my own answers. And I started my spiritual path. And I did that. I got baptized. Um and then I started going to events. I met 
uh, psychic Laura Lynn. She showed me literally that I was an empath, and it's been I've not it's been going full blown ever since. Uh, so it's it's been it's been a crazy wild yeah, ride. Yes, I mean, it's like never, you blossom. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a whole other part of you. Yes, yeah. And, it's like uh, they <clears throat> shoot out like a cannonball, literally. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> yes, that's awesome, though. That's that's awesome, and you know that goes to show that everybody's different. They all have their own religious beliefs. You know, they all have their own faith. You know, and and that's awesome. That that's super awesome that you were able to start your spiritual journey and find that. Right and now, through that, I've learned that the Catholic Church isn't a good fit for me really um but spiritually and through god i still pray i just don't feel the need to go to church for that i now find i'm closer to god in nature so that's that's where i go and that's good because that's god's land exactly and um and i still have the archangel michael that that protects me and watches over me and my Mm -hmm. family along with the other angels and spirit guides. so Which is a whole other conversation. I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole. I'm down for it. But it's kind of crazy, like, um, how... I, Me being the spiritual person that I am, right? And maybe, John, maybe, maybe you can kind of help. I know um, I have a lot of other really good friends who aren't... Uh, they don't depend on their religious or spiritual beliefs so much for protection. Um, and John, I know we haven't talked too too much about this, so I don't know exactly where you stand with it. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder, like, how can somebody feel safe going into the paranormal, knowing all the risks? Because there's a lot of risks doing what we do without having some sort of protection. Do you not believe in the protection? Do you not believe in the risks? I don't... I try to wrap my head around this, because to me, the risks are 100% real. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, right. I mean, the the risks are real, 100%. Um, Sometimes I think, you know... I overprotect myself at times, and sometimes I have to kind of pull it back just a little bit because I don't want to push things away necessarily. Um, it's been a tough balance for me to figure out between being overprotected, underprotected, um, when to, you know, to, yeah, I don't know. And I think a lot of it goes into the location you're at, or um, I will say I wear, you know, a lot of my protective stones every day at work or just out in public because I, you know, Sean, Sean's an empath in the spiritual world. I'm, I'm an empath with living people, so I feel living people's feelings, and it, and it makes things very confusing and very difficult at times. And um, so that's why I wear those stones. I think it helps out from time to time and allows me to know what I'm feeling personally. That's what I believe. But yeah, yes, absolutely, and that that is very frustrating because you also have to be protected against like people who are energy vampires there are spirits that are energy vampires and there's humans who are like alive people who are energy vampires and you can find yourself 
and I speak from experience talking to someone and all of a sudden you're just super lightheaded and drained and tired and it's like how did you do that <laughs> you know oh, there's, because it's there's like oh, people, I forgot <laughs> there are certain people where I know if there's even a risk that I'm like you know what I'm going to see this person so this person's probably going to be there I'm shield I'm Freaking! I'm gonna take a shield. I'm gonna put a shield on the shield. And yeah. I'm the, it's like yeah. it's like double wrapping it, right? No, it, it's like. But seriously, like it, I it's like I put up a wall. Like when I go mm-hmm. and investigate, I I shield with an inviting white light. That's the intention I put out. I want to be inviting. I want the spirits to want to come to me. But in situations like that, I put up a, like literally like a wall. Sometimes I'll do like envision like a, a mirror so everything just reflects away from me because um, yes. I'm not uh uh-uh. uh those nope. people affect no me touchy like, uh-uh. <laughs> you right. can look but not touch <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so yeah yeah I've had phone calls with people and like by the end of the phone call I have to take a nap I'm like uh-huh. I I can't <laughs> you know it's so frustrating and then you're you're picking up on their emotions and you're like am, am i just having mood swings today like did i just not have enough coffee or like what happened to me today you know it's it's very important to have that protection and to have oh, that sure. faith um i'm very curious to know that people who don't have that faith what they do use for protection and you know how effective that is because you have to have a positive faith in something that yeah of a higher something that's going to even it, does, it has to be anything you know as long as it's positive right to protect you because we're not strong enough to do that ourselves we rely on crystals and stones and other tools to do it like we have to pile up protection you know right and how yeah. can you believe in the paranormal and and not believe in everything else i don't know but then again this is me right and i try to have an open mind because that's that's what it yes. like people have so many different there's so many different beliefs and there's so many different things and we all come to our own conclusions so but to me it's like i don't know like i absolutely i try to i try, to, I try but like i think that's also me being used to understand things by feeling and mm-hmm. you know so it's like naturally i want to try and understand like hey so, I don't know. So, hey, if anyone in the chat... Oh, here we go. We have some chats here. Oh. We, of course, it's what exactly is grounding and shielding? This is from Melvin. Um, Great question. What exactly is grounding and shielding? Also, how is it done? Okay, well, you know what? I'll let you take this. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so grounding and shielding. So first, grounding is taking your energy and centering it, and making sure that it moves slow, flows, moves smoothly throughout your body, and you are connected to the ground. You are centered. You know, like a tree. You're rooted. Um, you're stabilized. Um, shielding. You're putting up like an energetic shield, like um, from Star Trek. You know shields up um a lot of people picture a lot of different things when it comes to grounding and shielding there's a bunch of different techniques um some people use the four elements as like a shield like fire earth water air 
Um, some people just envision white light or um, just an energetic shield. Um, in order to do that, one great um, technique that I use, I actually have it on my phone that better explains it. Um, you know, I had a, uh, actually, Chris from my team, um, man, does he have a way of explaining things, too. Um, he says that he, you know, you take your energy from the earth and you kind of pull it. He explained it just like how, you know how he said the blanket, pulling the blanket over our heads didn't work? Yes. Well, well, he says when he tries to teach his kids, he tries. He tells them, you know what, envision that. Like you're pulling the energy over your head like it's the blanket. And yes. that's what's protecting you. And so, I don't know. I thought that that was a kind of a, a neat explanation, too. Yes. But you're you're oh, surrounding sure. yourself with white light and positive energy, and you're making it with the intentions of not allowing any negative energy in. Did I say that right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, one one example that my guide taught me was when I was in bed to picture myself in a coffin of metal and to keep layering it. So there's multiple, multiple layers um, to kind of make sure that I feel safe and secure because you have to feel safe and secure. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. Well, and that's that's one of the most important things too, because when you when you think about it, if you're mentally and psychologically strong, that's that's how you're able to protect yourself. Any of these stories that you hear, obviously, some are are you know stretched truths, like things you see in movies where these possessions and stuff happen. But at the root cause of anything that those rumors start with is because they weren't uh, mentally or psychologically strong enough to combat it. So when you're able to shield. And and you get good at it, and you and you focus really hard on it. That really does help. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that goes with uh, paranormal investigating for client investigations as well. If you absolutely have a strong mind and believe that the people can help you, they can help you. But if you believe that they can't help you, that completely disarms them. Well, There's no to, faith. They have to be willing right. to to take our advice too. There, you know, yes. it's so frustrating there. I had one client, I had to literally say, you know, we've been here multiple times and you're, there's only so much we can do. You need to take ownership of this too. And they, they just wanted us to do everything. I, I can't take ownership of your space. Mm-hmm. So, and I tried explaining it that way. And some people, they just... It's hard. It's so hard, and it's so disappointing when it's just like these people. People are scared, and it's right. They ever right to be scared, but you have to. You have to be able to stand up, and yeah, you, you have, have to, to face it. Face it, right? You can't just have. I mean, we're not exterminators, right? We can't go in there and and spray our bug spray and have their varmints be gone it doesn't work it's not right it's not like ghostbusters with lasers like we can't just zap them up and move on you know although that would be really really cool to be able to store them in a know, box like that, that? <laughs> that would be so cool yeah i would like that too <laughs> yes it would make it so much easier like jack says we can't have a magic wand and wave it and make it go away like you have to help us 
you know, we we can guide you, we can give you the tools, you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. They have to do it, you know. Absolutely. (sighs) But yes, grounding and shielding is a huge part of that. You have to learn how to ground and shield. (laughs) And when you go into someone's home, right, you don't know what you're walking into as an investigator. So you've got to make sure that you have your guard up and you are grounded and you are shielding. And if you need the help from... Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Even if you're going to a a known haunted location and you're doing an investigation, you need to be ready because anything is possible. There's places... Mm -hmm. I mean, things can change in a heartbeat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know who's going to be there and what kind of attachments they have. Attachments can jump. Exactly. You know, they look for the weakest link. Right. Or who was there the day yeah. before, right? And someone, right. there's so many things that can come into play. Yes. For sure. I, I had and one that's, that's one of the reasons why I think grounding is so important, too, is because, you know, if you if you don't, for me, I like, when I ground, I go out to, you know, my uncle's burial site, and I just stand at the cemetery, close my eyes, and just, you know, vision clearing my head out. But the, the biggest thing for me with grounding is if you go into these investigations and you bring your work life or if you have home, home life stress or anything like that, spirits can pick up on that, and they can feed off that, and, and it can be a dangerous situation. So that's why it's important to ground and get your head clear before you go into one of these locations or, you know, just in general. Mm-hmm. And even if you have, like, something huge going on in your life, you know, even take a step back from the paranormal, because that could be, yep. you know, the end-all do-all, you know. They look for that stuff. So if you're going through a huge life change, you know, maybe it's time to just step back, take a break, focus on that stuff, and come back, because that's just safer. Absolutely. You know, because you have no choice but to bring that stuff with you. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. And then... Sean, it sounded like you had a story about one of the clients you were going to visit there. Oh, no, yeah. I was just going to say, I had one client that she was a nurse. And for some reason, these spirits were following her home from work. And it's like, we, so that was, that was, that was a really hard case. Because it's like, how do you teach her not to bring these spirits home? So mm-hmm. that, but she actually was well open and willing. So that, that worked. That's good. That had, that had a happy ending. Um, and so that's awesome. So she, you know, she does what we do after investigations. If you didn't come here with me, you're not welcome. This, you belong here, you know, that type of spiel. So, mm-hmm. and that, that's worked for her. I haven't heard back from her in the years since I've been there, but, um. No news is good news. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yes. That's how I take it. That's very hard too with like nurses and people in the medical field because they are naturally empathic, you know, they care about their patients, they connect with their patients, you know, you're open, so open. Right. You know, that's, that's very tough to, to have to learn how to juggle both. For sure. It's and yeah, yeah, so it's so cool. It, it's awesome that that you have taken your terrifying experience and you you've turned it into something so great, so positive. And and you're a nurse yourself, aren't you? I am an OR tech. I work um, in the OR. I set up the tables, I set up the equipment, and I pass the instruments, retract during surgery, and uh, help clean up afterwards. Hmm. 
Yeah, so it's very cool. I've seen a lot of cool stuff. I imagine. um, I used to work at a big uh, trauma hospital, and um, I saw a lot of stuff there. And I was on the evening shift, too, so I got a lot of gunshot wounds, car accidents, you know, domestic violence cases, um, you know, just horrible, horrible stuff. And I have to tell you that it's so different when you're experiencing death to feel it on an energetic level. It's it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, it's a very unique experience. And... Um, I ended up having to leave because I just couldn't. I'm not that kind of person that can take that. You know, I, I work at a bone and joint center now, so I do, like, carpal tunnels and fractured <laughs> fixes. And, <laughs> you know, um, no more, you know, emergency case, trauma cases in the middle of the night. Right, so. right. So I, I want to ask a question, and, and if it's too personal, you don't have to answer it, but when you were there, um, you said that you kind of experienced it on an energetic level. Um, there's theory out there now. Scientists are actually trying to find a way to research it, but they, they found out that, you know, obviously we're made up of energy, and they can actually, when a person passes away, they can sense the energy leaving, but they don't know where it goes. Have you ever been able to sense where the energy goes when that happened, or? No. Um, all I can say is that, like, during the case, it'll just start gradually getting very, very heavy. Like, you're in underwater, almost. Um, like, a very humid room. But Oh, wow. Um, but there's also, it can be kind of overwhelming and kind of a sense of panic, but there's also an overwhelming sense of peace with it. Like, it's very strange. I can't really describe it. But. So, would it almost feel like drowning, almost? Cause, and the reason I'm asking this is because back when I was in the EMT class uh, in college, my EMT professor, who spent a long time as a paramedic and firefighter, he said that actually drowning is one of the, um, I guess, most soothing ways um, to die. Um, and it's very peaceful and relaxing from what he says. I don't know whether that's true. Um, but would that be something to compare it to? Yes, actually, because when my dad had passed, he actually told me that he felt like he was drowning. I have actually talked to his spirit, and he said that he felt like he was—he thought he was drowning. That's interesting. Like yeah, gasping for air. Or? Yeah, yeah, like he thought he was having a dream that he was drowning, but he actually died because he died in his sleep. He had a heart attack in the middle of the night. Um, and, um, by the time we figured that out, it was too late. But yes, later on, he did tell me that he felt like he was drowning. And my mom did go to another psychic medium and confirm that. So, um, cause I think she was a little skeptic of my abilities. I think that's actually when she believed that I did actually have abilities. Um, but yes, he did say he had a dream that he was drowning and then it was all white and then he was out of his body and just very confused and i could feel the confusion when i was there i knew that it was like what the heck just happened and you know you can't really believe it but yes drowning is a very good analogy and you can kind of feel it in the room it's just very heavy and i don't know if it was because i had a surgical gown on and a mask because those can get kind of hot especially with the OR lights, if I just had, like, kind of a hard time breathing. I don't know if it was because I was picking that up. But, yeah, I would say that drowning would be a, a good analogy. 
Hmm. It's really interesting stuff. Yes, yes, Crazy. absolutely. Yes. So, wow. Um, since you're a psychic and you you obviously bring your abilities to investigations, um, do you ever like give readings? Um, only on client investigations. I um, sometimes with events, if it's like pertinent information. Um, it's just my my abilities. I pick up on a lot of things. I can't really pinpoint who it is. And with events and stuff, I don't know who that belongs to. You know, like I, we were at an event over in Palmyra, and I was picking up on a guy named Eric. Um, and he was—I could describe him. He looked like a me- literally. He was a mechanic. That's who he was. Um, that's exactly how he looked like. And um, there was also another woman there who belonged on the property. And it was tied to the event, but I was seeing her, but at the same time, I was also seeing someone wiping black, like, ink or oil on their apron or on on a shirt or something. Um, It ended up being tied to Eric instead of the woman, but I had thought it was tied to the woman, you know. So, it's, I don't really, I still have to work on, on the details of my psychic abilities, like getting more... Um, accurate, but um, for client investigations, since it's more one-on-one and there's not really a lot of people in the area, I'm able to give a more accurate reading. But yes, I, I don't um, go around and and do psychic readings. I, I just leave that for investigations. I actually I, I kind of I respect that. Um, but do you ever like if you're ever somewhere? And you just like get something. Do you uh, do you ever go up to a people? And I've seen psychics do this, and it's very uncomfortable. But do you ever like say, "I just got a message. This is going to be really weird." But blah 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 blah. Do you ever do that? No, because even I have had messages come to me in public, but I feel like that's not the place for it because they're not sat down and prepared for it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not the appropriate place and time to do that. You know they should be. I, I don't want to bombard into someone's... Because what if they don't want the person who's with them to know about that? You know, and you don't know what you're diving into. Um, I don't like diving into personal stuff like that in a random public place. I definitely so, respect that, too. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, some people feel like it's their duty to do that, but I, that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me, too. So that's, I think it depends on what comes through. Yeah, really. Because I know me, I'm I'm a very like personal. I like to keep to myself. I'm more of an introvert, and I I wouldn't want someone coming to me in public when I'm with other people to tell me that, you know. Right. So I kind of put myself in their shoes and try to be respectful of that. That's so. and definitely though. That's because you know everyone's got their space, and when you're when you're not ready for something like that, yeah, it it could just totally throw you off, and it can absolutely it can throw off your entire day, depending on what it is. I mean, even if it's, yeah. it's good news, but it's like, how did she know that? That that could like seriously, that's that could really if if you're not used to something like that, that can really stick with you and make you, you know, yeah. So 
if it's not something yeah. that you're open to also who knows so mm-hmm. and also some with some people when it comes to psychic mediums they hang on to your every word yeah you know so it's kind of yeah it's a sticky subject you know what i mean right <laughs> it's definitely like a, it is it's a big responsibility <laughs> It is. It is. I know some people feel like it's their duty to do that, but I honestly think it depends on the message. You know, sometimes, you know, it'll be, you know, this came through. You may want to go over and just do a random act of kindness. You know, that would work as well. You know, give, pat them on the back, just say, hey, you know, um, I just wanted to say, hey, maybe give them a little hug if they're comfortable with it and just say, you know, maybe compliment them. You know, even that will help. Right. Definitely. So. So. If you were to meet a younger you, let's say you were to meet you at, and uh, your, your experiences were just starting, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would give myself um, stand your ground and keep your head up because I had the worst time just hiding and hiding within myself. And really, that's like one of the most dangerous things that you can do because once you get inside your head, especially with like demonic attachments, they get inside your head. You know, and they make you feel horrible about yourself, and you don't know what thoughts are yours. Um, you look for any place to hide, um, and you become secluded. You know, I, I would say stand your ground, keep your head up, and uh, don't lose hope. Love it. One of one of the best advice that my guide gave me was no matter how horrible you're feeling, always wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and smile. And even if you don't feel happy, do it anyway because eventually later on you're going to start feeling happy and you won't know why, but that's why. <laughs> and I did that. I did wake up in the morning, um made sure the first thing I did was smile. Even before my coffee and that's very hard to do. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I am horrible in the morning and Jack can attest to that I am very grumpy they call me hangry (laughs) you get grunts and that's pretty much it (laughs) I'm I'm not a I'm not a morning person either so not at all but that's good for paranormal investigators because it's more of an evening job anyway (laughs) so you can stay up at night that's true. I'll be tired all day, but then at night I get the second wind. Yes, exactly. It's like you just woke up. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yep. It is. And I've yes. been I've been sick for the past couple hours, but I guarantee you we're gonna get off this podcast. I'm gonna go upstairs, I'm gonna make some soup, and then I'm gonna watch some TV, and then I'm gonna be up until one o'clock in the morning because I'm a dumbass. And <laughs> every day, like if I if I go to bed early, uh, let's say I go to bed like a, a normal person at like seven or eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock, I'll wake up at midnight. Then I'm up till four. Yeah, that's just I don't know. That's that's, 
But it's like a lot yeah. of it came from me not wanting to go to sleep when I was younger. I've always been a night owl, and I think that a lot of it was from me not wanting to go to sleep. I was exactly like that, too. I never took naps. I hated midday naps. Now I cherish them, but I hated midday naps when I was younger. So we have another question for you in the chat. Yes. Do you believe that spirits can only be human, angel, demonic, or do you feel like there are other type of spiritual beings out there that we don't quite know how to classify? Example, uh, being like a fae, ETs, elementals. Yes, spirits. absolutely. I'm, and that, again, is from Melvin. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I do agree as well. We've had Same. cases with elementals as well. Um, a big difference with that is that they won't really directly hurt you. They're just upset. You know, they don't really like humans because we destroy the land. Um, so... They kind of annoy you, and they do things to kind of scare you, and but they can't directly really hurt you. Um, they can definitely disrupt you very much, um, but I'd say the best way to appease them uh, would be like offerings, um, like fruit, uh, vegetables, even beer helps as well. Um, if you lay a plate or an offering outside and you say, this is for you... You know, um, I hope we can be at peace and make amends, you know, and apologize, um, especially like if you've done renovations on the land, like cut a bunch of trees down, they're definitely going to be upset with that because that's their home. You know, they were made to guard the earth. Um, And um, yes, um, planting trees, you know. Yep. I've heard that. Fruit trees, actually. Oh. I've heard that's that planting cool. fruit trees, especially for if it's Native American spirits, then, cause yes. then it's something that, you know, it's growing and it's giving. Um, it's cultivating. Yes, yes. absolutely. And also, um, I've given tobacco, all natural tobacco as offerings. And for Native Americans offerings, I have done uh, all natural cornmeal. Oh, that's cool. Never heard of that. That's cool. Well, corn was sacred to uh, a lot yes, of it was. Native Americans. So, actually, yes. a psychic medium told me that, and uh, I kind of stuck with it a couple times. And I, I go a lot of things I do go by gut, right? I listen to that mm-hmm. that voice, that spirit yes. in my head. Your intuition. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So yes, there are definitely lots of things out there that we don't understand and don't know. And I'm sure there's tons of other things that don't have a name or a label to them, you know, that are out there. I think so. I think personally, um, there's um, one Monroe house. I don't know. I think that there's, (laughs) that's, I know, John, you had a a very strong experience there. Last time you were there, I think yeah. that the strongest, because there's multiple spirits in this home, and if you can ever make it out to Indiana to the Monroe House, this house is insane, insane. The energy Absolutely. that's there and the spirits that are there, I believe that there is an interdimensional being there. That is my theory on what the strongest entity is, and I, I think I'm kind of sticking to that. 
and I'm not quite sure. I feel like the last time I was there, I had this... Actually, I don't want to say too much, because I want you to go there, and I want you to get your own feeling. Because you need to experience the Monroe House. It's, it's, it's... Wow. Like, I... This is a house. It's like, people lived in this house. Like, I couldn't imagine. Mm-mm. That's awesome. That's definitely something to experience. I mean, I couldn't imagine going and doing a a client's house and saying, there's no way. You got to (laughs) move. There's (laughs) no way anyone could live here and and be sane. There's no way. I I couldn't imagine, but that's the Monroe house. Like, seriously, that place is insane. It is. Wow, that sounds I mean, awesome. I know people that say that they could live there and they would like to live there, but you know what? They're Stay- talking. <laughs> Saying it and doing it, I I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it's pretty it's pretty intense there. And like I said, there's multiple spirits there. There's a lot of intelligent spirits there. And uh it's like the spirits and the entities they all occupy their own spaces. It's really weird and it's really cool and it's an awesome learning experience. You know, that's very interesting to be able to experience when spirits occupy their own spaces because I've been in places where, like, each floor has its own personality. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy then, how they don't mesh. And then you have places like Madison Seminary where psh, all logic is out the window. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they travel throughout the whole building. And it's cool that they have that. Yeah. That is awesome. So, yes, I'll have to check you, it out sometime. That's another place that's uh, pretty. It's pretty intense. Um, I don't know. They they do these flashlight tours, and I, I love helping with these flashlight tours. Which actually, I'm going to be helping on um, a certain date. What date was it? Sixteenth. The sixteenth. You know my schedule better than I do. <laughs> um, the only the only reason I know it's because that that was the only available Saturday I had available, and they asked me to. I the sixteenth. The nineteenth. Let me make sure. The nineteenth. No. The sixteenth. is a Wednesday. <laughs> that was close. Um. So yeah, but yeah, it'll be the nineteenth. I'll be there. But like. I don't know, like, I don't know, I mean, they're not there investigating, so it's cool, you get to see the history, but I don't know if a place like that is the right place for a beginning investigator or someone who who isn't familiar, because that place, the first time I investigated there, it affected me. Um... I, I found myself getting very agitated. And uh, by the end of the night, I was angry. And that negative energy came with me. The following Monday at work, actually, following Monday on the way to work, my brand new alternator, literally brand new, just a couple weeks old, alternator blew out. I really? took my tooth, eating a combo. And oh, <laughs> combos are good. I know, right? And That's then, so sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and it's just like, and, and then there's like other things that just like, or just not, 
like things would it was work. Like a like string of bad luck was just like ex- like a crazy string of bad luck, right? Mm-hmm. Like to the point where it was like more than coincidence. That sounds like and, a bad attachment. And so, well, a lot of sage, a lot of prayer, got that turned around. That's awesome. That's uh, good. So, but that place, that's why I say it's not a place for beginners. But at the same time, if you want to investigate something or experience something paranormal, it's a good place to go to. Oh, my buddy Chris from my team, um, OMPR, he says there are elementals at the Hins- at Hinsdale in the woods. Yes. Yep. I agree. I, as well. Yes, I do agree. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jack had actually my that was my first investigation place, and um, That's when cool we were there, yes, that was a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack had actually caught really good audio of scratching in the trees that really doesn't sound like just tree branches scratching or it sounds like actual claws or a knife scratching a tree and the crazy part was is that not everybody heard it there was only a couple people in the group who actually did hear it and it was loud enough that it actually hurt my ears when i was listening to the audio and i don't listen to it on full blast um but yeah it's that that's on native american lands isn't it I believe, I don't know what the, I don't know if they know what exactly. I know that the area has a lot of Native American history. Definitely, I mean, it's mountains. I'm sure that they would go there (laughs) for hunting. I don't know exactly. I'd have to look. And actually, um, Dan will be on the show. um, Yes, um, absolutely. For the Halloween special the owner of the uh, Hinsdale house. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Daniel's awesome. And Amber, um, my team co-founder and I, we were at the Hinsdale house. We were sitting, the team was, uh, we were with Ectovision at the time. They were investigating and filming inside the house. And it was just Amber and I outside. We were by the campfire and um, we looked up at the path. And we both saw this creature. Mm. This creature looked like a man crouching, like with his knees bent, hands on his like knees crouching. But he had it had like a deer like face, big wide eyes and horns. Wow. I had no clue what it was. I went into straight. I told you when I see stuff, I freak out, right? So mm-hmm. I went into straight like survivor mode. Like this is like okay, my Cub Scouts, my all my training from camping, all the other stuff, you know, outdoors activities that I love to do. Like this, it all came to me, and I I grabbed two large sticks. And I just started yelling as loud as I could while waving these sticks in the air, trying to make myself look big and loud and scary to them, right? <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. so this thing, it got up and it left, but kind of like Carly's like, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> it kind of swooped away and made no noise when it did that. Wow, that's cool. I have no. It was just watching us. I had no clue what it was, but I was there. It was solid. It was a creature. Like what? Yeah. The heck was this thing? Like I thought I didn't know if it was I, a bear, but I didn't know. I was I told, taking I, chances. 
I told you what my theory is on what that might have been, Sean. I, I think that might have been a Wendigo, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah, yeah that is what they been. look like. That's one of the descriptions. Could have been. Very well could have been. Now, they do have the... Um, oh, what is the creature? What do they call it? At the Hensdale house. What is the creature that people... They gave it a name. Did they? Um, Not sure. <laughs> uh, remember, we were unexplained with Bonnie. She had an experience... Sorry, um, I got a, a message here from Melvin. And he's bringing up a time when I was on his show. She had an experience and we said it may have been a Wendigo. Yes, I do remember that. But this... What do they call it? Come on, John. This is where you come in. I know, John. What is this? <laughs> this, this is something I didn't partake in, so I don't know what John's talking about. <laughs> where is that? <laughs> um, I know there's something nasty in the basement. But... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't you. know about this other thing that you're thinking of. I had more experiences outside than I did inside, uh, personally. But I've that's where I feel most connected. And that place is beautiful. Like, there's a beautiful pond. You have the mm-hmm. woods up above the hill. I mean, this place is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It so really property. is. And, oh, and they're doing so much work to the uh, to the house. The house is beautiful now. I can't. I Absolutely need to go back beautiful. so I can see it. Actually, uh, Mike Ricksecker is there investigating probably now as we speak. Um, he's a friend of oh, ours. Oh, that's so awesome. I know. Um, I'm totally jealous. Um, now I want to know. I'll be going back um, October 5th and 6th. Oh, yeah? That's I'm awesome. super excited about it. <laughs> I can't wait. I love the Hensdale house. So are you going there for like an investigation or? Yeah, we have an event over there. Um, yes. So that's a very, very crazy week. Um, Wednesday, that Wednesday is the first day of Jack's paranormal classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Thursday to Friday, he's in Florida. He flies down Thursday, flies back Friday. I pick him up. Then we head over to the side. Sci-Fi Horror Con. <laughs> and then right after the Sci-Fi Horror Con, we head over to Hinsdale <laughs> for Saturday and Sunday. So the poor guy is going to be from Wednesday to Sunday. It's going to be crazy. super busy. Yeah, yeah. it's it can, the paranormal events and stuff will do that. Um, they'll get you every, They'll get you so busy. But that's good. That's a good thing. Yes. That means that people want to see you guys and talk to you guys. Absolutely. Get to know you guys and hopefully sell some books and things and stuff yes um (laughs) yes yes that's good um i we had a lot of activity at the outside at the hinsdale house too one actually that was not paranormal related which i find absolutely hilarious what did you say i'm not so sure about that oh okay never mind anyway so so we're going down the the long road uh past the house and um, just a group of us, I think there was maybe like seven people, and um, we thought we heard whistling. So we stop, 
and someone whistles back, and then we get a whistle in return, and we're like, oh my gosh, there's a spirit whistling at us. <laughs> and um, we were so excited, and it happened a couple more times, and then pitch black, okay? This guy comes walking out of the woods <laughs> with a backpack, no flashlight, <laughs> just walks down the road. <laughs> to the end of the road and um, gets picked up by a truck and gets driven away. What? But we were like, oh, we were so That's excited. It was paranormal. Yeah, weird, so the ghost right? radar, I... the whole time, the ghost radar for Jack's cell phone, he has this app called the ghost radar app, and it pretty much is a, for people who don't know what it is, it's um, like, it has like a sonar screen on it and it shows energy blips and it brings up words. So as we're, the, when the guy pops out of the trees and he walks down what was the name that came through it was like like jason or it was a first name um so we were like oh let's just say it's jason we we're like oh that must have been jason then so he gets to the end of the road and the the ghost radar says like party or something and we're like okay he's probably heading over to a party so yep and then it said truck uh and the guy got picked up by a pickup truck and got run and went away in a pickup truck. We're like, oh my gosh, it's predicting. <laughs> the ghost <laughs> the spirits are predicting what this guy's doing. It was awesome. So yeah, that, I guess that was semi-paranormal related. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very sure. cool. That was my favorite experience at the Hemsdale House. That's, that's pretty crazy. I'll tell you what. I One time I was camping in, in a Mohican uh, State Park here in Ohio. And uh, we, we got this site. And it was actually inside. It wasn't in one of the resorts. It was in the the camp that was in the state park and uh these guys come out of the woods and they were definitely on something like they were probably tripping on some lsd or something i don't know they were like way out there but like they came out of the woods out of nowhere that was pretty creepy now to have that happen that brings it to a whole nother level so oh for sure yeah now, yeah. one of my first experiences at the Hensdale House, and of course, no cameras were running. Uh, we were, were uh, setting up, getting ready to investigate, and I forgot something in my car. It was my backpack, and I went and I got my backpack. And then I just felt like something rushing me, um, like something was chasing me into the house. So I quickly went into the house because I felt like I was being chased and I closed the door behind me and then as soon as I closed the door there was another thud on the door <gasps> oh like they hit the door something yeah oh that's so cool of course the cameras weren't running that would have been like a really cool horror scene of like right? running away from the bad guy <laughs> right oh that's so cool wow yeah, I can I can tell you that that's pretty freaky. I did have that happen with my attachments at my home. They would bang on the doors. They actually cracked one of my bedroom doors. Oh wow! Um, cracked the ceiling, cracked a window. So yeah, when you shut the door and you set that protection and you feel the thud, it's like kind of scary but also satisfying at the same time because you're like, ha, <laughs> you can't get in here, you know? Right. So. so- so, guys, I'm kind of, like, going through here, and I'm, like, going through Google and Facebook, and I'm trying to find the name of this creature. I can't find yes. it, but it came to me. Pugwudgie. <laughs> okay, good. You're in Google. Right? <laughs> yes. Pugwudgie is what they call it, I think. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. that. Yeah. The Pugwudgie. But the pictures that they show of this Pugwudgie are a lot cuter than what I saw. 
<laughs> oh. So I that sounds know. like a, a dog breed mix. <laughs> well, Jeff Fent, I think, is one of the first people to have shared evidence of it, and um, as far as I know of, anyways. Um, but um, it's it's a very similar type creature, but I think it, what the way that they describe it is a lot smaller than what I saw. Because what I saw was definitely like it was big. It was like man, man size. Like man, I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I thought of it, guys, on my own. It only took me twenty minutes. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you thought of it. Uh, man, that is a strange creature. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Hmm. And so, with that, so you guys have these events coming up. Do you have anything else that's like kind of coming up that uh, that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so this weekend we're heading over to the. Um, it's the. Um, Capital um, Capital Theater over in Pennsylvania, and then Chambersburg, in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and then October is our busy month because Jack starts his classes that week, and then we have the Hinsdale House the first weekend. Um, then we're at the Central Paranormal Convention the next weekend in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania. and. Then that pretty much ends it for October in my calendar. I don't know what Jack has on his uh, until Halloween. But yeah, there's lots lots of stuff coming up. Oh, there's always... Halloween is always... A, for us investigators, it's always a busy time for us. For, for sure. me, I, I try to help with the, the Kent stage. I'll be doing that. Uh, they do a awesome. ghost walk. So I, I'll be... Uh, Hurting the people along from, like, we walk to, like, different areas of Kent State University. Um, and uh, we get, like, these little, like, history ghost stories of different homes, businesses, and areas of Kent. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing the same thing kind of for the, uh, I just found this out. Um, the Cuyahoga Falls, which is a town over from where I live, um, they... Uh, their historical society is doing ghost walks, so we're going to help them with that. So it's it's turning out to be a pretty busy uh, thing for events for us. Usually for us, it's investigations, because during Halloween, everybody's house seems to be haunted. Um, this year seems to be uh, seems to be more about helping other locations and, and things, which I am perfectly happy to do. I'm yes. I'm happy to help the. Uh, Historical Societies and the Kent Stage and um, Madison Seminary. Um, I'm happy, more than happy to help them out. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And then I get to take so the I kids trick-or-treating too. Yay, that's always fun. I miss that. <laughs> I'm in I'm in a single apartment, so like underneath a, a strip mall. So people won't know that really that there's an apartment up ahead so i can get a candy bowl but you know i'm really the only trick-or-treater here <laughs> so enjoy halloween um but i do have a question for you do you um find that uh people contact you more during the halloween time because it gets busier like people like um, that's the easiest time 
Usually, Quietly. yes. Usually, yes. Um, yeah, it seems like everybody thinks, you know, I, I think that people are just like, they're, they've got their mind on it. They unintentionally open themselves up so they're noticing more. Um, one thing you have to be careful of is people who are looking for you to be their entertainment for the evening. Because mm. I've, I've had that happen a couple times. Um, we There was one client, I'll always remember these people. We, uh, we went and we did our preliminary interview and everything. And they, we told them, you know, we, we asked them, you know, please find some place for your, for your dogs and your cats, because we don't want them contaminating our evidence. If, you know, yes. if you can do something, you know, that would be really helpful. And, and, and we also told them, honestly, the fewer people that are home, the better it'll be as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we show up there for the investigation. Uh, there's two more dogs there. What? And like five more people. And we're like, yeah, sorry, guys. This is not going to work. And like, I've never thought in my life I would ever do that. But um, Wow. I know, I know they had activity there. I, um, I, I saw something in a closet there. And so I knew that there was going to be a good investigation. But once we got there, like, these people, like, like we're going to be, like, their, seriously, it's like, we're going to be their entertainment for the night. Like, yeah, no, we're not free entertainment for you. No, like, this is serious. Right. <laughs> we're here to help. You know, wow. Oh, man, that stinks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, it does seem like more people are, we do get more calls in. Yeah things but um the the more serious cases that i have found aren't during halloween but that's, that's just cool. that's just because yeah. like halloween is just like the people that are calling us are like the people who who uh, yeah who whatever they watched a scary movie and now mm-hmm. they saw something in the corner of their eye you know yeah like that. Um, yeah. But I, I honestly believe that when you watch something, people, okay, what got me thinking about this was I had a coworker. I captured an EVP, and this is when I first started investigating. And um, I captured this EVP, and I, I was reviewing the recorder at work, and I was like, hey, do you want to hear something? And I, they're like, what is it? And I told them what it was. They're like, pfft. You're not going to put that devil on me or something like that. Like, like I was like inflicting some sort of evil onto them, and I was like, "Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean it that way." But I, I got to thinking, like, okay, there's people who seriously do believe that by watching these paranormal TV shows and watching things, you are inviting things into your home. Now. That being said, I believe that if you do an EVP session, if you use, you know, things you try to, it doesn't matter what way. You try to gain communication with spirit in your home, you're invited. That's how you're inviting it in. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's with a Ouija board, with the EVP recorder, or dowsing rods. That's that's how you're inviting it in. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Right. But there's people that think that all you have to do is watch a TV show or watch a movie. I personally think that in those cases, it's you are intentionally opened up. You're scared. Your senses are heightened 
So now you're noticing things that you wouldn't normally notice. And by doing that, that woman spirit who's lived in your house this entire time, you never noticed her until this very moment because your senses are heightened. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. You also have to be careful of people thinking that they see something. Well, too. But I mean, like, well. in, the, in the dark. <laughs> like, if you're in a dark room and you're like, there's a shadow in the corner. It's like after you just watch a scary movie. You're like, there's a shadow in the corner that looks just like the monster in the movie. Well, there you needs... Know? Right. Well, There, there, there are people like that. Right? I, I think a, a lot... Most teams that do home investigations, they have an interview process. And the thing is that you are going to get some people who aren't genuine. Some people mm-hmm. may have may not all be there in their heads. They some people may have some negative intentions for you. I mean, it, so you have to be really careful, and it's it's really hard. And it's so so the risk that we take in opening ourselves up to whatever spirit might be in their home. Because we go into these homes not knowing what's going on. And people mm-hmm. aren't always going to tell you. These people could have just done a seance a week before and be like, oh my gosh, our house is haunted. We don't know why. Totally forget, forget in quotations, to tell you that they did a seance a week ago. And they summoned, I don't know, the, I don't know, whatever. They summoned some sort of demon, or at least they tried to, right? So now they have a, a mm-hmm. negative entity in their home. And they then never closed the never ended the session. So you right. have an open portal. Right. Yep. So so they don't they forget to tell you that stuff. But then you I don't know. It, it's it's really hard because you yes. you put yourself in this position where you are at risk spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you're going into a stranger's home. Everybody knows our Things are crazy in our society. People will do crazy things. So we are putting ourselves at risk by going into a stranger's home. Yes. So we have to have a way to limit that risk as much as humanly possible. Yes. Um, For our end, we have a 13-page form that people fill out, which we can get a pretty good gauge on. Uh, what's going on. I mean, you don't know exactly what's going on until you get into the client's home, but we can, you know, people who really, really need the help will fill that form out in like 30 minutes. Um, And people who don't, who just want to come over, want us to come over for entertainment or um, for other reasons, won't, won't take the time to fill out the 13 page form. Um, But that, that seems to work. And then you have the interview process in the beginning, like the initial, like, small little investigation in the interview um and then maybe i'll do like a reiki session to kind of clear attachments and to kind of clear and energize the client if there's something going on so that also puts a risk because you're draining your energy you're using your energy to help cleanse the client um but you're also confronting their attachments and trying to get rid of them so you Um, do this at what point of the investigation? The first meeting, if need be. Really? Um, it depends on the status of the client. 
like if they're very very tired and run down it's kind of like a, a pick-me-up in a way because you, you know you get so beat down they really wear you down especially with really bad cases that you need someone to kind of pick you up and dust you off and kind of push you forward a little bit and i, I do find that reiki does do that with some sage and some prayer you know and other tools um but yes there there is that aspect of it in terms of those cases See, when we do cleansings and things, well, I don't do Reiki. And uh, we actually don't have a Reiki master on our team. Now I want one. But um, (laughs) (laughs) um, we don't do cleansings until after the investigation. So that's, that's, that's interesting. And the reason why we don't do cleansings until after the investigation is because we want to understand what's going on because we don't want to, I don't know, but that's, that's interesting. We don't, we don't want to yeah. you know, be doing the wrong thing, I guess. Yeah. We want to understand mm-hmm. what's going on. We want, we want the, you know, we want to talk to whatever is causing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the another reason why we do it is because um it kind of gives us a good gauge on what we're exactly facing um since we've been picking up a couple bit more demonic cases um we do the interview process get to know the client their history uh what they what they've been through what they're currently going through um we'll do the reiki session with some prayer and some sage and maybe some holy water um and see what happens afterwards because that's a good indicator of what exactly we're dealing with. Um, one thing I found is that with uh, demonic cases, when we're there, it's very quiet. Because they don't want to be found. Right. They hide. Um, so you kind of look for small things like that, especially during a cleansing. Because if a person is possessed, they're not going to like what you're doing. Or if they're... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the, the late stages of possession, you'll be able to kind of kind of see it. Um, but I do find that the... I mean, every team has their own techniques. Right. Right. So, honestly, we, we don't get... I don't know. For me to call something demonic, it's got to be... I don't know. It's, it's very serious. We it do is. not mention the word until we are absolutely certain. Yeah. That that is what we are dealing with, and then then we pull in other like teams and other like other people who are more experts in the field to like kind of help us. You know, we take it very very seriously, um, and a lot of it kind of has to do with the client's past because if you have like trauma that you've never dealt with or a really really bad past um, that they have said that they dealt with but really actually repressed, that really attracts them, and then. You could have someone in the household have used a Ouija board without anyone knowing. Um, that actually happened. We had clients with uh, a rough past. Um, their child ended up using a Ouija board app on their phone and called in something very, 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 very bad. Um, we actually had to contact uh, Michelle DeRoche, uh, who's also on Haunted Case Files and Paranormal Survivor, um, to help us with that case. Um so it it takes a lot to call a case a demonic case. There's a lot of factors that have to go into it because then you're also comparing. Um, there's a very fine and very thin line between mental illness and um, the paranormal field. And 
demonics are attracted to those with mental illness as well. Yeah. So it's very hard to determine a case, um, demonic or not. Um, but we do take it very, very seriously. There has to be something like we are a hundred percent certain it's demonic for us to call it that. Right. Right. Actually, uh, my, my experiences from my book, they were, they were definitely, uh, uh, things that were brought on from my sister and her friend using the Ouija board. Now, with that being said, the Ouija board, in my personal opinion, and correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, I don't see a big difference in using the Ouija board between doing the Ouija board, dousing rods, pendulums, or doing an EVP session, or asking a spirit to light up a REM pod. All of it, you're asking for spirit interaction. I think the oh, yeah. difference is your intentions. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, and if you don't the... understand, you're opening yourself up to a whole world of who knows what. Mm-hmm. And that's when people yeah. get in trouble. And, you know, if you do that in your own home, you, that's your sacred space. That's That's your home. You know, you do not want to invite those types of things in your home. Like, it's you want to set your intentions very seriously and um, stand your ground because they will look for any doorway yep. anything that they can find to come in and um, that happened with me with my attachments because I was 13 years old I barely had any faith um, I'm pretty sure we picked it up from my birth mother um, I had just met her before I had seen these things and um, I was very open and very vulnerable, and I really didn't care. I got invited to a friend's house who, it was a sleeping a sleepover party, and I think how they were able to attach to me was because they had done a Ouija board session, and I was stuck in a closet with a candle crying because I was trying to s- stop them because I understood, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that without proper technique and proper protection, but they wouldn't listen. Um... And I was the scared little girl with no faith in the closet, and I was the weakest link. Yeah. You know, but you could you you don't even have to be in the session. You don't even have to be in involved. You can just be sitting there on the property, you know, anywhere nearby. You like. Yep. You could, and you could use anything. You could use a feather. You could use yourself. Uh-huh. Um, trying to channel spirits, and it yep. ends up not being the spirit that you think you're channeling. There's this uh, this game that my kids were playing in elementary school. It, was it like Johnny, Johnny? I don't know, but they like you take a pencil and you like balance the pencil, and it's supposed to like give you yes or no answers. But I don't know. Huh. But it's like, um, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> you are not to do that, and uh, definitely not in our house. And they don't, uh, my kids, I haven't really introduced them too much into the paranormal um, because, I mean, I, it's just, this is a door that I think that you should choose to open. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie, that's it. Thank you, Melvin. The Charlie, Charlie game. So, oh. um, so I had to give them a quick uh, lesson on why I didn't want them doing that. 
because they don't understand the intentions and what can happen without clear intentions. Yes. And that's how you easily become prey to that. Yeah. And, and by Very doing easily. something like that, you're opening that door. And mm-hmm. it's your intentions. Your intention is, yo, we're gonna we're talking to this demon named Charlie, and this demon named Charlie's gonna come and give us yes or no answers. What oh yeah, they'll demon. give you answers. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want to hear, they will tell you. <laughs> yeah. Just to make you happy, to get some more communication through. Yep. You want to call me Charlie? Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have many names. You can call me anything, you know. Right. Yeah. Whatever so. you want. I will give you whatever you want. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, your home, yep. I agree. Your home is your sacred spot. It is that's your safe space. That's my safe space. I've done a few <laughs> things outside my home um like outside of my backyard um but not inside my house. I've done yep. one EVP session. Well, we did like a uh we got some new equipment with Activision. I think it was when I, I don't know, but we did like, uh, we had some like training in my house. It was right before we moved in. I just bought my house and, um, we did like a training night and, uh, um, we did some investigating and, uh, that was the one and only time we did get some EVPs, but that's it. And we made it clear. It's the only communication we want. Um, before that, I made it clear, uh, laid down boundaries, so they know not to mess with my wife or my children. Um, and the boundaries are are very clear, and uh, we don't have a problem. And at least not that I know of yet. And if there is, we'll deal with it when we have to. Yes. So, it, but yeah, in your home, you want to be. This is your space. And this is yeah. your safe space, and you want to make sure that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. Care. A lot. Of, That's yeah, the first a lot thing of, I tell clients if you're doing any sort of because they people were watching these ghost hunting shows. They're they're filming. They're doing EVP sessions. And I said, like, first thing I want to say, I don't know if your house is haunted or not, but stop doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stop Absolutely. doing that. Don't because you're gonna I, get what you want. <laughs> Well, it's it's you're going to, but you're inviting it. You're asking for yes. it, so you're going to yes. ask for it, and then and then what happens when you ask for it now, and then two days later something happens because you asked for it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be scared and you're going to be angry because it did something two days after you asked for it. Yeah, but and hey, you don't you know what they're going to do. It. The spirit's exactly. not going to understand. I mean, look at it from that's how I look at it. Yeah. You could be asking the spirits to communicate more. You could be inviting more spirits who are outside the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you you don't know what's on the land. Right. You know, you don't, by, you don't. Or what's I, tied to whatever's in your home, you know. Yeah. Definitely. That's the same thing that we tell our clients. And sometimes it's like an obsession. Can't I can't be. stop. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is one of I get I get this question a lot. It's like, don't you want to live in a haunted home? I said I did that for eight years, and no, <laughs> <laughs> I like to be left alone. <laughs> I that's my time where I can be alone and breathe. I don't need any spirits coming up to me and be like, hey, 
no. <laughs> Being in a haunted right. house is not that all that's cracked up to be. You know, there's a lot of unknown out there. Right. You don't know what you're talking to. Well, there's there's living in a haunted home and then there's like having like spirits in your home. I think that um having a, a spirit in your home can actually be helpful. I mean, when you have a spirit that's in your home who's who cares about the home. Like there's a a story that and on the Kent Ghost Walk that it's in one of the stores. There is a, a man who cares very deeply about the store and about the property and they were given I forgot what the warning sign was, but they got a warning sign of something happening in the basement and a fuse was like there was something wrong with the fuse box. And they were able to stop a small fire. Wow, really? Because they got this warning from spirit, yeah. From the spirit? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's really nice. Isn't I that, like that. Right? So it's not always all bad. And I'll tell you what, I sometimes wonder if the spirits who live in my house protect us from what may follow me from a other investigation. That's very true, too. Uh, we have a client who complained of uh, activity in their home, and it ended up being the spirits that were protecting her from a demon in her house. Oh, wow. The, she complained about the activity from her protectors because they were trying to get her attention and protect her. But it was the reason that she contacted us. And I'm like, that's that's great. That's fantastic. You know, uh, that case is a very interesting case um, that deals with a person who's actually literally possessed. I saw wow. someone who can't even stand walk out of their wheelchair into the kitchen she can't even stand i'm telling you she 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 can't and an hour later after i met her she walked into the kitchen and was having a conversation with me but it was not her and i'm like oh (laughs) what the heck (laughs) you know um but yeah the it's crazy how much spirit can actually protect you as well like family members, you know, like my mine with my little girl spirit guide. You know, she she warmed me. My family member warned me. That's very true. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the haunted house. You are right. It depends on the haunted house. Yeah. With ours, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I think that she, the woman particular. There's a. I think there's a man in my basement. But the woman in particular, I think she, um, she protects the house. Um, That's really cool. She, the, I don't know if anyone else has seen anything or seen her, but I have seen um, a mist on my stairs. And oh. um, I've seen other things. So I know she's there. Um, so it, but I don't think that there's a problem. If my kids had a problem, I hope they would tell me. They know what I do. But yeah. like I said, I don't get too in-depth of what I do, but they know what right. I do. So I would think that they would tell me. So, um, Yes. And that's got to give you some peace of mind, too. Definitely. Well, yeah. That it, you have. It's, it's nice, though, because I could be like, oh, something feels off. I'm going to sage my house. In fact, I'm going to yes. sage the heck out of it. I'm going to, you know, I, I know if I need to sage it, you know, how often I need to sage it. Um, mm-hmm. so if I feel like it needs to be saged every day, I, I know, I just have that feeling. I know how to recognize that. Um, 
not you know most people don't know that so um i don't know but it's but again making your intentions clear when i'm saging mm-hmm. i'm not banishing i'm not saying everyone needs to leave it's all the negative spirits anything that means us harm yes so yep this, so the nice lady upstairs gets to stay <laughs> yay woohoo <laughs> yes yes boundaries are very important so it is now ten eleven p.m. Eastern. Is it, it really? It is. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Flies so fast when uh, when you're talking about the paranormal. Uh, yes, it does. Sure. Especially when you love it as much as we do. Yes. So you guys have some great events coming up. Is there anything before we end the show that you want to plug or? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you guys can uh, find me on Facebook um, at um, facebook.com slash carlyhall.1011. You guys can contact me with any questions that you may have. Um, And, uh, yeah, you can find me on Paranormal Survivor Season 5, Episode 5. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I was on episode four. That's awesome. I know, right? That that and, is awesome. I know, and I like even numbers, so that works really well for me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that's awesome, and your story yeah. is like so much crazier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my goodness, I can't. I got you. Got to write a book. Actually, yes, we are. Um, Jack will be writing a book about my story. Okay. Because um, there's so much. There's there's absolutely so much that happened within the eight years, and you know, memories keep popping up. Yeah. Um, of like different dreams that I've had and different experiences, um, different sayings that my guide had said that are the same as Jack's. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, different, different. Um, definitely, the advice um, is important that keeps coming through. So that's good. But yes, that's there will awesome. be a book released. Awesome. Very awesome. cool. I'm going to buy yes. it. Yes. And <laughs> I'd like to pre-order that, please. So it's... Pre-ordered one year ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, awesome. You can be the proofreader. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'll find anything, but I'll read it. <laughs> oh, I'll you'll be surprised. Like <laughs> there, there's there's been some some funnies that um there's a friend of us who has a copy of one of jack's books that has a really really fun it's not like a, a bad spelling year but it's just really funny um and we, stay clam just make sure you stay clam <laughs> yeah that's it it's hilarious but yes that is pretty funny. you'll have the special copy <laughs> cool yes awesome Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much yes. for having me. No problem. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show, this is John's last show with us. So we have to give him. I, I don't even know. Like I, I, I wanted to. I would normally like want to do like something like crazy and stupid maybe embarrass john or something you know since he's leaving but (laughs) i I wasn't prepared but 
man, John, I want to thank you. Uh, for, yes, man, you're you're here since the beginning. Uh, man, we had a, a team. We had a show name. We had to change the name. We had to vote for the <laughs> name, and the people voted for your name. So the show's got your name. Yeah, and yep. Um, I don't know, man. Just I want to thank you for all the work yeah. you did put into the show. Um, if you and your team ever want to come on, you guys are always welcome. Just let me know. I'll get you guys on the next open date. Um, and you know that those dates open up, you know, they, they fill up pretty quickly. So, um, just let yeah. me know, man, you guys are always a hundred percent welcome. Now with that, John, I want you to plug your team. How are we going to find your team? How are we going to find your videos? Tell us this is your last chance, man, for people to find you on our show anyways until you come on. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's really simple. Um, it's going to be the same name on every on every platform right now. Uh, it's going to be Dead Republic Paranormal. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, uh, YouTube, which YouTube doesn't have anything but our interview intro videos on there right now. Uh, and then on Facebook at Dead Republic Paranormal as well. Um, as far as the documentaries we're filming, those are likely going to be released on Amazon Prime. Um, but we'll have some filler content for the YouTube channel and, and different things that we have planned. But, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm sad to leave the show, but I'm also excited to see what else you do with it, Sean, because you are a really, really great host. Um, anybody can see that or hear that when they when they listen to and watch the show and stuff. So, Thanks, man. And you said watch. It's a sign. We're going to be on video soon. It's foreshadowing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I thank you for, for inviting me to be a part of the show and, and be a co-host for as long as I have been. Uh, it's been a really awesome ride. Um, so, yeah. 100%. It's my pleasure, man. I, I um, You are the... First and only person I asked to do the show with me when I came up with the idea. I came up with the idea actually by being a guest on uh, Goosby's show, which is pretty funny because now uh, his show is now on RU Media, which is pretty cool. Um, yep. But I was filling in for uh, for a friend um, before Heisenberg was on it, and uh, yeah, I just had a blast doing it. I was like, man, I need to do this and. So here we are, and uh, you're a here big we part are. of it. I appreciate it. And like I said, Absolutely. come on anytime. Uh, you, we will, for sure. Um, it could be just you. It could be, uh, man, even Marcus Howe could come on, man. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Marcus and I go way back. I, man, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I met Marcus. We were doing a, an investigation in Palmyra, Ohio at... Um, the stagecoach stop so uh, that he's he's a man no one works as hard as that guy so yeah uh, Marcus is great yeah. bundle of energy <laughs> for sure for sure but awesome. yeah no um I look forward to seeing what you do with the show I, I will continue to be a fan and 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 continue to listen when I have extra time and um, pop in here and there and and continue to support you and RU media awesome definitely thank you so much I appreciate that 
Carly, thank you for coming on. Um, yes, and thank you. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, guys, listeners, if you want to promote, have anything you want to promote, please contact me. Let me know. I will get you on. I'll, I know how hard it is to promote, and I know it's grueling. I know it can be expensive. Well, I want you to come on. We're going to have fun and uh, promote and uh, talk about all things uh, spooky and supernatural. Um, cause that's what we do. And uh, we might go down, uh, you know, we might go into the abyss and get off topic. And that, that's what we do. Uh, I, might say, I might say words wrong because that's what I do. Um, but seriously, guys, contact me on Facebook. Message the... Uh, the show into the abyss on Facebook. Those are the best ways. Or you can email me at ompr330.com. That is my team that I have co-founded. Um, that's our personal email. You can always message us there. Um, so until I hear from you guys who all want to promote your stuff on my show, have a good night. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. See ya.